love one another, forgive, judge not, fear not. It's all such great advice with beautiful outcomes, but none of those principles is a one-step process. So let's talk specifics, the messy step-by-step. Welcome to, but how though, and a bunch of other spiritual conundrums. Okay, you guys, the first thing I want to touch on before we even dive into any of our deep and spiritual questions is a brief statement of faith. I do not believe that we all have to believe the same things in order to have these discussions. Personally, I am a Christian. I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And then I have also had personal experiences that have taught me a few things about God, the universe, and my place in it. I know that we're all at different spaces with regards to what we believe about God, if we believe in God at all. To talk about faith and to talk about growth and go into our own spirituality, what's required is not that we all agree, but that we are all open to the idea that there is something more out there, an awareness that is hyper-focused on our growth, our development, our success, and our happiness. If we can get there, if we can even hope that that's true, asking these questions and having these discussions with each other will be extremely beneficial. For the purposes of this podcast, I am going to refer to God and his army as Team Universe. Because as far as I can tell, there are a lot of people on the other side who care a great deal about us and who are working to help and assist us like a team. Like most Christians, I was raised on Bible stories. And one that always stuck out to me was in 2 Kings 6, the story of Elisha and his servant. Essentially, what happened in that chapter is this. Elisha was a prophet and he was hiding out in the hills because the king of Syria was looking for him. He happened to be helping Israel evade and even defeat the Syrians in several battles during this war that they were fighting. And king of Syria found out about it and was like, okay, we go after Elisha. That's what we got to do because he is helping the Israelites. So someone said, I think I know where he is. I think he's in these mountains. So the king of Syria said, great, new goal. We just go after Elisha. So he sent an entire army after Elisha. And Elisha was just <laughs> hiding out in the mountains with, with his servant. It wasn't like Elisha had a huge army at his command or anything. So they are camping, I'm picturing. And they wake up one morning and look out and see that they are surrounded by the Syrian army. Huge amount of people just there to kill them. Elisha had a very, very strange reaction to all of this, which was basically to not react. Elisha's servant, on the other hand, had a much more natural reaction to that situation, which was to freak out. And he looked at Elisha and basically said, what are we going to do? And Elisha, in the weirdest reaction ever, says very calmly to his servant, not to worry because they that be with us are more than they that be with them. I'm sure Elisha's servant was like, Dude, it's just the two of us. <laughs> I'm sure he was looking around like, okay. So basically I'm on my own because Elisha's crazy and I'm going to have to figure out a way out of this because he's clearly not even worried. And Elisha prayed right then for his servant. He didn't do anything else to try to calm him. He just prayed. And he simply 
asked God to open his servant's eyes. And his words were, so that he can see what I can see. And Elisha's servant's eyes were opened. And he saw that mountain filled with angels outfitted for battle. Chariots of fire filled with people just for them. Now, what happened next was kind of surprising to me because these angels were outfitted for battle. They had chariots and armor on them. That is how Elisha's servant described it. But they did not go to battle. They did not fight the army. And I often wondered, why not? They were ready for that. They could have. Instead, Elisha and his servant just escaped undetected. Basically, they were escorted out where the Syrian army could not see them. But I thought it was so interesting to have these people outfitted for battle and yet not do battle. It's because they weren't there to prove anything. They weren't there for the Syrian army. They were there for Elisha and his servant. Elisha and his servant were the only ones that needed to see them or even know about them because they were their team. A few years ago, I was experiencing a really difficult time. I had just climbed out of a wicked relapse of body image and eating disorders, was semi-suicidal, and in very intensive outpatient therapy, and working through all of the emotional complications that come with that. And as I was reading in the scriptures, I came across John 14. Verse 1 in John 14 says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. I kind of felt personally called out in that moment because it was true. I did believe in God. And as a Christian, I'd always been taught God the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. I believed in all three of those beings. But my relationship was primarily with God the Father. And I felt like this was Jesus saying to me, you have other individuals that can do things for you. Why are you not tapping into that? And I went a few verses further and read the words, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And then the next verse, again, If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And you guys, I felt the weirdest nudge. Like Jesus himself was double dog daring me to ask him for something. The words, whatsoever ye shall ask, I will do it. I felt it. I felt the dare in it. Rachel, I can literally do anything. I have zero limitations. And I am here for you. You want to tap into that? You want to ask me something? And I didn't know what to ask. (laughs) I, I had been called out and I had been dared. But how though? How does that even work for me? How do I even know what to ask? How do I even know where to start? Because at that point in my life, I was pretty low and fragile. I had just barely started to see the power in the reach out. And what I needed was a team. What I needed was to know who was with me, to know who to reach out to when, so that I could build up my own strength again. So I asked, please help me to know who's on my team. And how best to utilize that. I really wasn't sure what to expect after that. I had a a super weird experience in which that promise was repeated to me by a stranger in in a conversation that I was eavesdropping on. But that's a story for another day. But I knew in no uncertain terms that God and Jesus 
were on my team. Now, I'm not telling you that you have to believe in God or Jesus. What I'm saying is, if we can believe we're part of something bigger, if we can believe there's a team, much like Elisha and his servant, I have seen enough evidence to know that we as human beings are all connected and there are more that be with us than against us. We are part of something bigger. We've already got a team that can't lose. Whether you believe it's a person, God, or an entity like the universe, we're talking about something powerful and aware whose purpose is our growth, development, success, and happiness. What's required for us to tap into the power of this team is not a perfect knowledge, is not a perfect understanding of who they are and what to call them and how it all works. What's required of us is being open enough to ask the honest questions. Maybe today you're in a place where you would like a team, where you do have some questions, but you are not quite sure you are ready to trust in someone else's idea of God and you want your own. I'm here to tell you right now, that is not only beautiful, it is imperative. There's a reason why out of all the smarty pants on this planet, no one can prove or disprove the existence of God. There is a very good reason for that. Team universe, as we're going to refer to it here, demands a personal relationship with each of us. They do not want us to have to go through another person in order to get a relationship with them. They want it personal. That means that every baby born to this planet has the same right and access to Team Universe as every other baby born to this planet. Everybody has the right to go to Team Universe with these questions and find out for themselves. And they are not only willing, they will sometimes come out and double dog dare you to find out if they're there. There are individuals beyond the veil of what I can see who love me, who care about me, and who want what's best for me. And not just me. They want us all to know it. Because this team, it's everyone's team. That's all I got for this week. I'm Rachel Arson. Please join us again next week and we'll dive in and get into the nitty gritty of spiritual growth as flawed human beings. Because the more we work through our problems and struggle through the messy middles and see the incremental answers along the way, the more I am convinced One of Team Universe's favorite questions to answer is, but how though?